Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Awards. This is Bob Rathbun here in Atlanta welcoming you to our weekly get-together. And my guest this week is going to be from ESPN and the SEC Network, the great Carolyn Peck. And we will get up to date on all things around the SEC women's basketball race. You see Carolyn on TV just about every night calling games for both the men and the women on ESPN, SEC Network. We'll get her insights in just a moment. And make sure to follow Carolyn on Twitter at Carolyn Peck. And, of course, follow us, too, on Instagram and Twitter at Naismith Trophy. And not only can you find out about the podcast there, but you can also get a lot of great college basketball information for the men and the women as we, on our social media outlets, pump out good information all during the week about history, about former award winners, birthdays, you name it. A lot of great stuff. So make sure you follow at Naismith Trophy on Instagram and Twitter. Now, coming up this week on our Jersey Mike's What to Watch, we've got a blockbuster lineup on Tuesday of this week. We have four top 25 head-to-head matchups headlined by number one Baylor. The men will take on number 19 Texas Tech. At the same time, on Tuesday, Iowa State goes to number nine Kansas. Iowa State ranked number 15. In the SEC, huge matchup for number four Auburn as they make their way across state to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. And then coming up on Wednesday, shifting to the Big East, it's number 14 Villanova at number 17 Syracuse. There are also some sneaky good games that are lying just outside the top 25, and one of those is in the ACC on Tuesday night when Miami goes to Tallahassee to take on Florida State. Now, you know the Canes are coming off that impressive upset win over Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium. They sit 5-0 and in the conference, but a huge game for them coming up against the Seminoles on Tuesday night. Also in the ACC Wednesday, speaking of Duke, They have to go over to Winston-Salem to take on Wake Forest. The Deacons are starting to put things together and a big test against Duke on Wednesday night. Also in the Big Ten on Wednesday, Minnesota goes to Michigan State. Now looking ahead to the weekend, this is going to be the Southern California weekend for the Oregon Ducks. They will take on UCLA Thursday, and then they go up against Southern Cal on Saturday. And kudos to the Trojans. They are number five this week in the college basketball polls. It's the first time they've broken into the AP Top 25 since December of 1974. Keep your eye on USC. Now, speaking of Oregon, on Monday night, they won a barn burner against their arch rivals at Oregon State. They won it 78-76. to Eric Williams Jr. hit a three-pointer with 13 seconds left to lift Oregon to that win. Ducks head to Southern California this weekend. When we come back, Carolyn Peck after this from Jersey Mike's. If Jersey Mike's turkey had a resume, it would say it's 99% fat-free and raised without antibiotics. But our turkey already has its dream job at Jersey Mike's because premium meat makes a sub above. Carolyn Peck, how the heck are you? I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? Fine. It is so good to catch up with you. And I know that you are rock solid slam in the middle of this great basketball season. I got to ask you, though, Carolyn, to start with, with your pedigree as a, as a national championship coach and coaching both the pros and collegians. I just wonder how you feel for your fellow coaches trying to navigate through yet another season 
of COVID and protocols and interruptions. I think about these kids, you know, they're not like you and me. We've been doing this forever, but they only have a short window to enjoy the college game. What are your thoughts on all that? Well, you know, I really hats off to both the players and the coaches. You know, pl- players and, and young people, a lot of times they're resilient, though they do have issues of their own that they're having to deal with. But, like, individually as players, they're having to deal with it themselves. But as coaches, coaches are having to deal with it for themselves, for their staff, and for all of their players in trying to keep everybody as safe and healthy as possible stay focused on a basketball season and also keep perspective about what all is going on and how to keep them mentally healthy as they go through this, trying to stay as physically healthy as possible. My hat's off to them all. It has been another another crazy season. Not nearly as bad as last year, but uh, we're seeing these stoppages again in these programs, and some are going two, three, four weeks without playing a game, and that's that's got to be tough. It is, but like you said, compared to last year, like for the most part, you got people in the stands uh, trying to keep things as normal, if that's a term, correct term to be used as possible. Right. Uh, and um, you know, I'm I'm feeling encouraged about this season as as opposed to last year, the unknown, the skepticism. I feel more encouraged about this season than I did last. Well, let's talk about this season. Let's begin with the SEC women. Uh, The competition is unbelievable, of course. You've got five teams in the top 19 this week, led by, of course, South Carolina, Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, Kentucky. What are you seeing out there, Carolyn, in terms of this year's SEC race? Well, I'm going to tell you, South Carolina is pretty daggone good. And they are led by a great forward. I'm not even going to call her a center. She's a post player. No, I'm going to call her a basketball player. Aaliyah Boston has taken her game. You thought she was good as a freshman. She got better as a sophomore. She's gone to a whole other level as a junior. And I think that time that she spent in the offseason with Tim Duncan, uh, her her fellow uh, Islander from the Virgin Islands. She got to pick his brain and spend some time over the summer with Tim Duncan and learning that patience and that mental approach to the game has really helped her to really be that dominant post player, playing with great patience and picking her poison of when she does what. And you couple that around the other talented players that are on that South Carolina team. Remember, in two of the last three seasons, South Carolina has the number one recruited class in the country. And all of those players are being able to contribute. Dunstay was able to use a lot of her bench in their last game against Kentucky where they won that one. And let me tell you, if there's anybody that benefits from a loss, it's South Carolina. You look at what they did against Indiana two years ago when they lost against Indiana. And the rest of the season, they went undefeated. Then last year, they lost to NC State. They went through the regular season until that last game of the season, Texas A&M got them, but then they were rolling in the tournament. And this year, after that loss to Missouri, I expect Don Staley to have her team back on track, and they're going to be one of those teams that we're going to be watching play in the Final Four in Minnesota. 
Carolyn, I must say it's refreshing to see Tennessee back at the top. Uh, it's been a while. It's good to see them at number five this week. They're 15-1. and one, And tell us your thoughts on the Lady Vols. The Lady Vols, let me tell you, Kelly Harper has done a tremendous job. A lot of people had question marks coming into this season. She had some transfers in that didn't come from major colleges. And so people were saying, how are they going to contribute? Well, they have fit perfectly into what Kelly Harper is doing in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes, you have Tamari Key. Yes, you have Jordan Horston. They expected to have Ray Burrell back, and Ray Burrell got hurt early in that first game of the season. But they've gotten Key and Green back. Alexis Dye has been a tremendous asset to the Lady Vols. Jordan Walker, let me tell you, they have Jordan Walker and Brooklyn Miles. These are two guards that Pat Summit would have loved because of the intensity that these young women bring on the court defensively. I think Kelly Harper is finally seeing the defense that she expected to bring into Thompson Bowen Arena. And then also, they're a, a balanced attack of playing inside out. When you talk about the Tennessee Lady Vols, you've got to talk about paint touches. And the Lady Vols have really come to understand how Kelly, Kelly Harper wants to get a bite of the paint and play inside out. You coached under Pat. I would suspect that there are lessons that she taught you that you still use today. I talk about it all the time. You know, the thing that I, I took from Pat, there was a number of different things, but her mantra, she said, offense sells tickets. Defense wins games, and rebounding wins championships. Well, you look at what the Lady Vols are doing and not dominating on the glass. Let me tell you, Pat, Pat Summit is smiling at what she's seeing from the Lady Vols. Pat was one that was, let me tell you something, your offense, you may not make shots night in and night out, but the one thing that you can do is you can defend and you can rebound because that's all about effort. LSU. Kim Mulkey's got this figured out, doesn't she? She knows how to coach this game. She knows how Kim to Mulkey. coach this game. <laughs> Let me tell you, I know what she put in her suitcase when she left Baylor and came to LSU, but I know there's one thing that was in there, and that was a winning mindset and, and some toughness. Because when you look at what LSU is doing right now, she has brought some toughness, and when you're tough, you have confidence. Kayla Pointer has shined, having Alexis Morris, who she had dismissed from the team when she was in ba at Baylor, and then it comes full circle, and Alexis Morris shows up in Baton Rouge and says, i got to have that woman in my life. She wanted to play for Kim Mulkey. And you look at what she is doing to contribute to the LSU Tigers, that balanced attack, the confidence, because you remember – LSU used to be a team that nobody wanted to play because of their defense. Well, nobody wants to play LSU right now, not because of the, just their defense, but also they got some pesky guards that between Kayla Pointer, Alexis Morris, and Jalen Cherry, nobody wants to go against that quickness. Yeah, you mentioned LSU, and I'm thinking back, Carolyn, to the game a couple of weeks ago when they opened the conference coming over to Athens and beating Georgia. Uh, Kayla had 21 that day, and I thought that was one of the best games we've seen this season. 
kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but that was a great game. It was a great game. And hats off to Kayla Porter, who made the decision to come back. You know, remember, she played her first four seasons under her aunt, Nikki Fargus, mm-hmm. who did a tremendous job for with her. But now adopting to playing to a non-relative and a demanding coach who was a one of the best point guards to have played the game in Kim Mulkey, and those two coming together and finding a common ground to be successful for LSU, Kayla Porter is thriving under Kim Mulkey. Yeah, I was thinking back to Kim as a player. When South Carolina lost to Missouri, they held on to number one in the rankings the next week. And I think back to when Louisiana Tech was number one, and they lost a game against Old Dominion and stayed number one in the polls. That's the first time that's happened since then. And, of course, you can't talk about the Lady Texters back in the day without talking about Kim. So a lot of uh, great women's basketball history with Kim Mulkey. There's no doubt about that. Well, it shows a lot of respect that the voters have for South Carolina. And that was a great game. Robin Pinchton did, has, is doing a terrific job with Missouri, and Missouri beat South Carolina. They were out a number of players because of COVID protocol, most importantly, playing without Asia Blackwell. Mm-hmm. And still the balance and the toughness that the Missouri Tigers showed in staying with a game plan, they didn't try to do anything different than what they've already always done in that they're gritty defensively, they're unselfish offensively, that motion offense and moving the ball to get the best shot. And Lauren Hanson, the transfer from Auburn, she had no fear taking an athletic team like South Carolina and going off the bounce. Even that final winner driving to the basket in the layup, wow, what a game. And not taking anything away from Missouri, but also South Carolina was a couple of players down too. They didn't have – Leticia and me here, they didn't have the transfers from Syracuse in Camilla Cardoso. But still, they are South Carolina is a loaded team. Missouri, terrific job taking care of home court. Yeah, and then South Carolina, of course, with that gritty win over LSU right after that. So, I mean, it's just been great. Uh, this conference is night in and night out. Some of the best basketball theater out there. Carolyn, I wanted to ask you about the national scene in terms of potential Naismith watch people that um, you've been looking at or maybe some surprises that you've seen across the country. What, what, tell us, uh, you're our eyes and ears out there. What do you see? Well, I'm going to tell you, there's a player that probably doesn't get a lot of attention that has gotten on the national scene, and that's a Yoko Lee at Kansas State. This is a post player that can finish going left and right. You give her the ball inside, and she's going to finish. I mean, this is what I love about women's basketball is it's not just the uh, coming from the programs that you, you know, the four or five programs you hear day in and day out. Across the board, there's talent. I mean, you look at, yeah, we talked about Aaliyah Boston. You've got Melissa Smith at Baylor, Haley Jones, at Stanford, but you got Caitlin Clark. Remember, she's a sophomore this season that was his best friends with Paige Beckers that played at, that was playing at UConn. She's out right now, but Clark's playing well. You have Alyssa Kunane at NC State, Shakira Austin at Ole Miss, Ashley Jones. This is a player that is do everything 
for Iowa State, shoot the three, drive to the basket. Let me tell you, if there's a player that gets the basketball and, and attracts attention like a magnet, it's Ashley Jones of Iowa State. There's so many great players. Knox Hillman at Michigan. Let me, that's a walking double-double right there, an undersized post player that has really proven to be almost unstoppable in the Big Ten. And kudos to Kansas State. They're back in the rankings this week, first time since 17. So another another precinct heard from. Yeah, a lot to do with that is when you've got that, that centerpiece um, of the wheel that teams have to worry about, that opens up things for everybody else. Well, we'll keep an eye on the, her and them for sure. Carolyn, you know, you're all over TV. I mean, I can't turn on a game every night. And, oh, there's Carolyn. There's Carolyn. Men's game, women's game. She's all over ESPN. She's all over the SEC network. And we're we're thrilled that you took some time to be with us here on the podcast this week. Best to you. Thank you. It's been fun, Bob. Hey, I'm happy basketball is on. It's alive. It's exciting. Hey, you talk about the SEC. Yeah, Auburn's great on the men's side, but there are a lot of great teams. So both the women and the men, look, they're going to make some noise come March. I can't wait. Carolyn Feck, thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. Great to be with you. Thank you, Carolyn. And that will do it for this week. Make sure to follow Carolyn at Carolyn Peck on Twitter and keep up with all her comings and goings as she navigates this college basketball season with us. Thank you very much for joining us and make sure that you follow us on all of our social media, at Naismith Trophy, Instagram and Twitter. And also, if you'll be so kind as to give us five stars for a rating on our podcast, helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. You can find our podcast on all the podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, you name it. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can get us as well here for a trophy life each and every week, 52 weeks out of the year. Until next week, for all of us at the Naismith Awards, Bob Rathbun saying so long.